you got soul, and I ain't talking about the insult kind. I'm tweaking my fucking toes. And I am Jamal. And welcome to Blacktober. It's a Blacky Black podcast where we boot cap Dragula. I'm sorry, I just got a text message about a thing. So uh, a girl got distracted. And we asked the hard-hitting questions like, does your mom scrub docks in hell? Mm. Or? Or, or. Oh, I was. I thought you had another question. No, I didn't. I didn't. I thought you were going to follow up to that. <laughs> Darling, how are you? How are you feeling? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Work was long today. It was all right. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll save that other comment for when we're offline. That was too specific. <laughs> right, 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 right. We must protect the innocent on this podcast. Ooh, child, I don't know about innocent. <laughs> I'm not that innocent. It's like Thanksgiving break was over and the children said, uh, all hell, it's time to, you know, let loose all hell uh-huh. everywhere, all over this office. So, yeah, yeah, we're here. I got trail mix. <laughs> I should get my um, my seltzer water. Um, I'm good too. Today was, uh, today was a, a work day. Uh, the two jumpsuits that I ordered, sorry, the Four jumpsuits that I ordered <laughs> did not fit. Uh, oh, none of them? Uh, well, because they were due, so it really was just two, but I bought multiples of them because they were on sale. I think I bought them for like $10 a piece. Um, shout out for 21. Uh, she's just a wee small, so uh, they are not going to make the cut mm-hmm. for the trip. But once you, hold on, girl. Oh, girl, the professionalism. I, I know my phone has been going ham today. Hold on. <laughs> my phone has been going ham today so at one point i was like let me turn this bitch off but i just said anyway so we're just gonna lose some weight and we'll fit them perfectly now you know twinkle toes is not in the business uh you know losing weight for the sake of losing weight but i don't want to buy no more motherfucking clothes and my mm-hmm. shit don't fit right now <laughs> my shit does not fit right now so um in accordance with not dropping coin thought on a whole new wardrobe uh, we need to get up in the gym, but you know, I told you that mine, uh, in my all uh, my um, my building, they closed down for renovations. They're supposed to be opened up on the 19th, Miss Thing. Mm-hmm. It is the 30th. Well, you know, they just want to make sure it's um, it's COVID safe, yeah, that's fair, which I would love. I think, um, um I you know, I was getting back in the routine, but I was getting up in the morning, I was doing my little 25 minutes. No, I was doing my 30 minutes of cardio, mm-hmm. did some weight training, then I would jump rope and my left titty would pop out my tank top. It was a gas. Mm-hmm. We had our we had we had our whole little workout thing going on, and then they closed it down for renovations, which is you know fierce. Except, you know, I don't like I don't like in uh in-home workouts. I just mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I need to I need to be physically removed from my apartment so I can go work out somewhere. <laughs> So yeah, TLDR, the jumpsuits didn't fit. The jumpsuits are so cute though. And we lose a couple of LBs. We fitting like a glove. <laughs> Anywho, last night we had another episode of Dragula, darling. And we are on our way to allegedly top four or top uh, three. Jamal has some theories about that, but we'll get into it. I do. I have theories. Last week it was the hair ball of motherfucking Monster High, okay? The winner of last week's challenge was Hoso Teotoma, 
marking the first time Hoso has taken away a win and is now a true contender for America's next top, no, well, no, the world's next top model drag superstar monster. Mm-hmm. And in the bottom, giving us Roach Motel was Sigourney Beaver and Jay Jolie. In the end, it was Jay Jolie who was sent home. Five monsters remain. Who will be eliminated tonight? Child, I don't know if Baby Boulay would approve of that. <laughs> Miss Baby Boulay was over it today, honey. <laughs> Baby Boulay wanted to say, I don't want to see no fucking H&M so bad. Okay. <laughs> and I'm inclined to agree. And I'm glad that the, um, they talked about it and they framed it um, as big picture. And that we're getting to the end and we want to see some more. Um, and it just didn't give me the way, give it to me the way that we needed it tonight. So we'll get into that when we get a little closer. Anyway, it's the opening scene. Um, it's not a whole bunch going on. We see Big Boulay and Lil Boulay pumping up into a southern church. Uh, Lil Boulay, it's a bit too a porn. Oh, we'll get to that point in a second. So she spews something <laughs> across, uh, and then they go proceed to um, sexually assault a priest <laughs> up in the front and steal his keys. And I wrote down they are just hell bent on getting as many naked orders up onto this television show <laughs> because and these opening scenes have been becoming less and less about substance and more and more about these white orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, well, pump, you know, they it's take on brand. Yeah, it's on brand, but I was, you know, I wanted a little bit, I wanted a little bit more to the story, you know. Mm-hmm. I know a part of it is for you know to leave the audience guessing, but the mm-hmm. one thing the Boulets do really, really well is some storytelling. So I wanted a little more, more of that, and instead of us just trying to strip this man, okay, because it was this week, last week they was up in the barbershop butt naked, the week before they was up in the strip club. Right. Well, you know, so, that, that's not new because it's, I feel like, what was it, season three or season two when they had uh, Israel and that other guy up in the house half naked and they were, like, cleaning and uh, Big Boulay was being all mean to the other guy. Like, so they, I feel like they killed him, probably. Yes, but just a wee bit more storytelling is all I'm asking for. <laughs> they, uh, they also gave you a whole bunch because they wrote a whole script for the, for the, main, for the main challenge. They did not write the script. Homeboy wrote the script. <laughs> yeah. They was going was... off like they wrote the script. They was <laughs> Baby Boulay They probably consulted like, on it. Baby Boulay was up there like, uh-uh, y'all have destroyed our fucking uh, creation, Miss <laughs> Thing. Um, right. Yes. Lil Boulay was acting like, you will not disrespect our art on this okay. stage on this day. Okay. And I was like, she needs to calm down because all you, all this is is a rip-off of the fucking um, the poltergeist. Y'all, I'm in the essence of y'all need to calm down. <laughs> well, we'll talk about uh, it was it was giving community theater. <laughs> uh, so that is basically what goes down. We return to the cauldron, and what happens next? So we return to the cauldron, um, and we have Saint Dolly Zaba and Ahoso, um greeted with this uh, package of dread products. And the um, what? <laughs> and the movie Terrifier. Have you seen Terrifier? I was going to ask you that. I started watching it. I had a gentleman caller over at the time. Oh, wow. I started to watch it. I started to watch it. And I said, "This is gruesome." No, I cut that shit right off. 
Well, when he split, when he split this thing in half, I said, uh-uh. No, no. <laughs> were you watching it? Were you watching it on Shutter? <laughs> I was watching it on, I think, Netflix. Because oh, mm. people were raving about how good it is, and I believe that. But it was just so the the violence and the, the violence was just so gratuitous. I said, "This is not really for me." I'm glad this serves a certain audience, but I'm not that cool. Oh, well, I have not seen Terrifier, uh, but I will uh, check into it. Uh, and yeah, if you would like to see a lot of other like B movies or see horror movies, check them out on Shutter. It's great. Uh, Girl, but anyway, you have a sponsorship that I don't know about. <laughs> no, no, we do not. <laughs> not yet. Um, but yeah, so the girls are talking about you know who they think survived the extermination. I don't think anybody in their right mind thought that uh, Sigourney was going home up on that day unless she quit. Um, Even and that Zog was on her side. For this I was one. about to say yeah, and everybody pretty much unanimously agreed that Jade probably got sent to the house. Uh. Sigourney pops on through, and we have a top five. Yes. Um, yeah. What I will say about Jade's elimination is uh, they spend some time showing her some love yeah, and really saying, uh, you know, God, if anyone had any doubt about her being here, that that's dissipated at this point, blah, 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 that thing. Yeah, I appreciate good. that they were showing her a lot of love. One thing I did not love about Jade's run on this show, she did a good job for what she presented. I didn't love that a lot of the storyline felt like it was just her rehabbing her uh, drag race time. Yeah. And was a little bit more focused on um, her now and her transformation. And the same thing that sort of happened with Fifi, right? Like when Fifi came back for All Stars, it was just a little bit more focused on Fifi as the cosplay artist and not the drag performer. And there were a lot of successful and triumphant moments. And regardless of whether she, like, I do like, feel like Jade had some moments uh on the show but i did feel a little less with the fifi edit we spent we that we were uh spending all this time rehabbing what happened we'll cut to with the editors also did yeah. not like to spend any time rehabbing as well um regardless jj lee i can't wait to see what this manifests for you because it is a different world for you and it is also um a world for her to merge the two things that it is that she does so i'm interested to see what sort of opportunities come out of it for her yeah, yeah, yeah. And shout out to Jade. Um, I look forward to seeing Get what comes Jane. next. <laughs> I look forward to seeing what comes next. Um, I also think that like part of it, you the editors only have what you give them to work with. Um and yeah, absolutely. also for a lot of Jade's run on this show, she was kind of muted. So um I think she did good for 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 what she was working against. And she right. definitely had a lot to work against coming in. We got top six, so shout out to that. Um, can we get a can we get a, a a one back rolls together on the count of three? Just and you know, no. One, two, three, back rolls. That's for you. Wrong too. show. Wrong show, sugar. <laughs> oh, <All> right. Wrong. <laughs> wrong no sugar. Um. So we do have a little bit of conversation about Sigourney. Um, and her drag aesthetic. Uh. Where once again the folks are saying, you know, Sigourney is great at what she does. She brings the glamour, but it's not glamour, glamour, glamour. Um, right. it's horror filled glamour. Uh, and what I will say, uh, I will I'll say two things. One, true. Uh, but all, yes. but two, uh, the girls and they don't do it this much this episode. But the girls really need to stop reading, um, people who 
do like the horror drag, but also put glamour in the forefront. Um, right. And they need to stop doing that. Why? Because they're on a show produced by two people who do that. You know, like Zaba made a comment. Zaba made a comment a few episodes ago, like, yeah, just put no uh, white contacts and and Walker and act spooky. And I'm like, oh, so you uh, talking about the boulets? Yeah, that's uh, what I said a couple episodes back. I said that's almost exclusively what uh, Swan and Drags do. Spooky yeah. glamour. Right, 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 right. So yeah, I mean, it's funny to see people kind of just like have that blind spot. Um, and there's another interesting point that I'll make when we get to the floor show because I feel like <laughs> the most drag race ish girl on this show is Nat Sigourney. Um, but she is still in that room. So we Talking get the yes, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Zavaleta lends herself the most to being successful in drag race out of this cast. And it's because of that she'd be showing her whole ass on this TV show. It's also her drag. Um, So we get the challenge announcement and we got a doozy of a challenge this episode. So the girls have to perform in a parody skit, right? Um, It's called right. The Exorcister. Uh, the floor show is a demon drag floor show. And their mentor this week is Peaches MF in Christ. Uh, and the and winner. I, <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. I apologize. No, you're good. You're good. And the winner of the challenge is uh, going to be featured in a future um, drag production. So, one, we've seen Peaches on the show before. We're excited to see the Blue Lays bring her back because she is a, a really good acting coach. Uh, mm -hmm. The last time I remember seeing Peaches was. Uh, in the the uh, slasher challenge when the girls were yeah. out in that cabinet, Blake I'm glad you brought that up because that was my favorite acting challenge. I was really excited that they were doing another acting challenge. I didn't really fuck with the Dungeons and Dragons one. Uh, was that Dungeons and Dragons? Yes, that was. Dungeons I didn't really fuck Dragons. with. I didn't really fuck with that one that much last season because uh, there was just a lot of different things going on in antics. Eyes. Uh, shenanigans, right? Uh, but it's <laughs> also nice to see Peaches Christ, as you mentioned. Uh, she's an excellent director and writer. She does a lot of great, um, would you call them parodies or like drag recreations? Because it's not quite, it's definitely all embedded in camp, but I wouldn't call them parodies per se. Yeah, yeah um, they're like iconic they're, queer films. Yeah, they're reimaginings, drag reimaginings. Right, oh, yes. Right. So uh, Death Becomes Her, uh, Romeo and Michelle, uh, Adam's Family. Uh, mm. She is a, she's an icon. She fashions herself a bit after uh, Divine, which is, did you know she's from here? No, I didn't know that. Peaches is from this side of the world. So mm. um, it's great to see Peaches. And the other thing, and I'm sure you uh, were about to get to this too, is it's good to continue to see reach back for the drag icons. Of the yes. Yes, yes, yes. So before there was, a, um, and this is not a jab at Drag Race because Drag Race has made opportunities for other drag icons. I think about Love Connie, Candace Kane. Uh, uh, Lady J is not a uh, Lady Bunny. Our Lady J is not a drag queen, but is a queer performer who has done the, the music production on the show. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. you know, while Drag Race is a little bit more embedded in the celebrity aspect in terms of who gets included to do some of the coaching, it's always really great to see a reach back and uplift uh, the icons who have paved the way and sort of did a lot of these things that we're seeing on television and that are mainstream first. And yeah. Pictures Christ is one of them. Heclina, Coco Peru. Avion. Um, I notably sent you a, a long text message about why uh, the likes of the likes of them were not included in that Brady Bunch special. 
Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had a bunch of bitches who had not done well in acting challenges doing an acting challenge. Right. Well, you know, it is what it is. Um, right. <laughs> but it is good to see. It is good to see uh, the community kind of lift each other up. You know what I mean? Um, I think that for a lot of people who are new to drag or who do not have like a knowledge of like uh, this section of the queer community, uh-huh. then they don't know about. A lot of drag queens who couldn't, who exist right now, who are working, who are not, uh, who are RuPaul's contemporaries, but who are not RuPaul. You know what I mean? Right, right, you know, right, right, the, right, right. But these girls are still out here. They are still working. You know what I mean? They do have like big careers. Um, right. and so it is nice to see their contemporaries who have made this transition to reality TV, you know, reach and bring them on. You know what I mean? And spotlight Absolutely. them. Um, because these are important people. Uh. Right. And the real girls are doing that too. You know, Alaska and Bianca have notably put on um, Cherry Vine all the time. Cherry Vine, yes, all her, her and her eight million T cell jokes. Uh, uh, onto the show, people were roasting her. Right, uh, Cherry. No, Cherry Vine had a couple of those of her own too. Uh, and then Cherry Vine, I think, also moved to LA and is one is you know Jackie B is another one. So mm-hmm. uh, it's always just it's just great to see those spaces on TV too, and uh, giving them the opportunity. To um to show the world what it is that they do, mm-hmm. and to coach the dolls, but that's neither here nor there. Well, <laughs> never mind. Yes, it was. We just had a whole diatribe. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting. I'm also cutting insoles right now. Child, well, I'll handle the fright. The fright feet then. Uh, so we have the fright feet, <laughs> which was that school? Was that yes. So we we got the fright feet. The fright feet uh is. The mini challenge this week, they have to uh, recreate uh, Peach's Crisis eyebrows. And so this was interesting because the two people who I thought would do well in this challenge <laughs> did not win. Um, so the girls really have to recreate Peach's Crisis eyebrows, which <laughs> low key is recreating Divine's eyebrow. Oh, yeah, um, I'm not the fright feet. You were the fright feet. Mistake. So <laughs> I thought it was wrong. Are wrong. Um, so... Girl, you want to see this outline right here? <laughs> yeah, so anyway... All right, Dipper. Anyway, Zava uh, ends up winning the challenge. Uh, Saint did, like, a, a more of a glamorous, like, eyebrow. Sigourney uh, drew caterpillars on her face. Uh, yes. Dolly... <laughs> Dolly did something. I don't know what the fuck Dolly did. Right. Dolly overdid this. You know how you do the assignment? You get the assignment, and you do something extravagant on that piece of paper, but it is not what was asked. Out. So and then uh, you know Sigourney did was I mean that's Sigourney Hoso did what Hoso was going to do. I thought Sigourney and Hoso were going to do well in this. Um, and so it was interesting yeah. to see Zava end up winning. I was surprised so many people struggled with this too because she just does a like you said a divine brow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really just oh, a high ass eyebrow. So oh, you Rico here, you you Rico do it. So as the child, as the as the fright uh, fright feet winner, Zava is responsible for assigning roles. And Zava mm-hmm. um, picks the, I would say, the meatiest role for themselves, which is the, the priest. Um, Gorney is the assistant. Uh, Saint and Dolly are the two mom, lesbian moms, and then Hoso is the possessed, um, the possessed child. And immediately, we get um, into these voices. Mm-hmm. Like almost, it's almost as if Saint had that voice like down, 
and Saint was going to do that voice regardless of the character that Saint got. Right. Um, Which is not, was not a terrible choice, but uh, when we get into the preparation, Peaches politely says, you don't really have the range to include that with what you're trying to do. Yeah, because it wasn't, I don't know. I mean, I guess they thought it was funny, but I did not think it was funny. I thought it was more so annoying. Like, I, I could take uh, Dolly's uh, imit- uh, impersonation better than Saints. Uh-huh. Like, Dolly's was a little bit funny, but Saints was just, like, annoying. I don't know. It gave me that character from Venture Brothers. Now, granted, I've not seen many episodes of Venture Brothers, so maybe I'm off. But it gave me that, and I thought it could have been an interesting use of the voice, but they were relying it. Uh, Saint seemed to be, and Dolly too, seemed to be relying on those as crutches. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it was not giving uh, the performance earnest, uh, which is an excellent note from Peaches about uh, performing camp. Like, yes, it's funny. Yes, it's stupid. But like, it has to come from a place of earnest. Otherwise, you being at 100 is not going to work. Right, it's, right. It, it, becomes a, um, it becomes a mockery. Yeah, what it is that we're trying to accomplish here. Like, this was a fucking masterclass. <laughs> yeah, Peaches was doing a good job of like just coaching the girls and giving them like little tips and tricks. And one thing that I think that Peaches was also inferring when uh, she was talking was that maybe you want to get into what you actually have to perform and what the role is first before you start layering things on top of it, right? Like, so maybe let's understand what uh, is required of you before we go in and we start just adding all of these other layers on top of what you have to do. Um, so I, lo- I love Peach's feedback. I thought it was really good. Um, I think that there was this, there seemed to be this tension also between, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but there seemed mm-hmm. to be like this tension between um, uh, a hyper campy performance and then a... Um, and then making it like a more serious horror performance. Like it seemed like people were really having a hard time deciding which one they would go with, or they were being told, no, don't do that, do this. No, don't do that, do this, you know? Um, And so the girls were a little confused. Uh, Dolly was not excited. I I wrote that in my notes. Was it supposed to be a comedy? Right, And, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think that people were clear on the assignment. I think mm-hmm. the only people who were clear on the assignment were the Boulets, and that was not translated to anybody else. Because I feel like I almost feel like Peaches coached the opposite of what the Boulets wanted. Well, and, uh, therein lies the 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 flip side of that masterclass because it was so serious. We didn't get what I was hoping to get, which was a little bit more overacting. Yeah, a little bit more slapstick. Um, so yeah, no, you make a very excellent point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was good. I mean, I think the one thing that the girls also could uh, do with is just some talk about levels, right? Some yes. and, and having space in your performance to go to different places. Um, yeah, and we go to the prep. I always enjoy the prep um, because, you know, we start with Dolly kind of talking about these adhesives that they're going to put on their face. Um, mm-hmm. And I really like it because it really highlights that these people are putting in a lot of work behind their craft and they're, that this is a craft, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it's almost like a craft talk, if you're familiar with that term. Um, or a scene, it reminds me of Project Runway. You know those scenes in Project Runway? Yes. When the girls are talking about what they're making. 
Right. <laughs> when they're talking about what they're making and how they're gonna make it. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, it's cool. And I, I hear people talking instantly. Um two people excite me uh when they're talking about what they're gonna do for the floor shop. So Sigourney talks about doing this character that's based on um uh the the trope and the mythology of like Lilith and things like that, right? Um mm-hmm. this woman who is demonized um and who is at the gates of hell uh for uh problems during childbirth and i think mm-hmm. that is a really like rich uh a rich tech to get into um so i was excited for that were you about to say yeah. something <laughs> <laughs> i was excited for that and then hoso talks about doing kind of this um villainous uh but playful demon um who was you know trying to convince you to sell them souls and i was really excited um yeah you know i'm thinking about like beetlejuice i'm thinking about uh bedazzle Bedazzle. i'm also thinking about um the character oh i can't think of his name but for people who watch buffy the classic Uh yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even watch Buffy, but that's exactly who I was thinking about. Too, was trying to. So this. How this do you trickster know who character. I'm talking about? Because I, I watch about? commercials. Okay, I know who you're talking I, about. But who am I talking about there? Well, I know the I know the image in my head. I've seen commercials and things of Buffy in passing. Well, I've never sat and watched it like a, a, a tried and true homosexual. Well, I'm talking about the character from the musical episode Once More with Feeling. Season six, mm-hmm. episode four. Um, who <laughs> comes to Sunnydale at Dawn's behest, um, and you know, starts up the whole musical curse. But yeah, so I was I was really excited for that. Right. Yep, that's it. And off, so she's gonna be a hoe. Uh drag race. <laughs> right, 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 right. My drag character is a slut. Right. Okay, girl. So uh, we cut over to the uh, big boule and low boule. They look great per usual. Uh, no notes. We have a set of judges who I am not familiar with in the least bit. But don't do that uh, now. That wasn't a read. It's just the truth. Um, <laughs> yes, one one of them is from um, the uh, Evil Dead series, uh-huh. and the other person was from. Do you remember the time that we fell in love? Okay. Um, so the scene starts, <laughs> and we are put on to set. And the first, the put on the set, Hoso is strapped to the bed like Linda Blair um, in The Exorcist, and we have Dolly and Saint giving us Denise Huxtable and Marissa Tomei and my cousin. No, Marissa Tomei in um, a different world. The first season for uh, Miss Denise. Where, where did he put? Where did he send Denise? Back no, home. I don't know. I <laughs> they brought that ass back home. You I didn't watch, watch the Cosby show. I did. Oh no, I did not. I barely watched Cosby show, and I definitely did not watch different. Wow, interesting. You know, um, at the end of the show, if you could turn your black card in, that'd be great. Child, those things are not indicative. <laughs> so we cut to this scene, and we have Dolly and Saint embracing each other. Um, we start off with no lines. So I'm like, oh, okay, maybe we're going with like a, a stage, like a stage. This is supposed to be a, a stage presentation, right? Mm-hmm. Not in the way that I am accustomed to thinking about these challenges as like these giant overacting scenes are immediately out the gate. You're over the top. And yes, there's a drag race reference. Um, 
So that's going down. I think Hoso is selling it. Um, she gets this critique a little bit later on with the judging where she had the easy character and it's something that we know. I said, sure, fine, but Hoso was committed to it. Hoso actually happens to look great as <laughs> this, this character as well. Um, Dolly and Saint are doing things. I think they um, they got the scared part down, but I wish they had some levels in their performance. And I think this also could have, they could have benefited from having some good opening lines to help set the tone. Um, enter Zav as the priest. Uh, Zav is giving uh, every bit of flamboyant priest that she has promised that she was going to give us. Um, again, I also thought that Zav could have given us, given us um, a little bit more connection in the performance. Like I felt a little bit like uh, the, she was delivering the, the lines kind of flat. Yeah, it just wasn't enough for me. It wasn't, it, right. it didn't feel like it was enough. Yeah, I just think it could have been uh, much bigger. Um, Sigourney is giving us riffraff from uh, Rocky Picture Horror. Rocky Picture, Rocky, I can do this. Right Rocky here. Horror Picture Show. Yeah, but I do this wrong every single time. Thank you. Rocky Horror Picture Show, um, giving us a little bit of Igor. I do wish that Sigourney had done more of a voice, but it sounded like Sigourney was already doing one, and um, she's doing fine. The scene is going on. Um, there were some parts where I definitely was mildly confused. I think what would have been really, really helpful is if oh, a couple things. Um, I think Saint and Dolly had good chemistry as in they like each other and they understood they were working with each other. I wish there was a little bit more comedic chemistry between uh -huh. the two of them. Um, and that's sort of is one of those outline questions. Was it supposed to be a comedy? Uh, I, that's one thing I wish for. I already mentioned the things I wish for out of Zov in terms of level, but at least Zov is going out there to have fun. And that's one thing I got to give them all credit for. We They got the script and they they all were civil. Nobody was upset about the part that they got. They just decided we're going to make it work. We're going to have some fun. And make it work. That I'm going that I'm going to give them some credit for. Um, uh, I TBA. I watched it. I stopped paying attention to <laughs> this challenge. I said, this shit is late. They right. are boring the <laughs> shit out of me. I am about yes. to click and skip to the floor show. This thing, I was like, I don't even, by the time we got to the floor show, they talked about Sigourney was still a scenes. I was like, girl, I, I, well, that's good to hear, but guess what? Guess who didn't see it? I watched that. I've watched it four times before we got on this podcast to see if I could discern what the hell was happening it wasn't like it was chaos it just seemed like it was disjointed My eyes and it might just be the delivery the yeah yeah i think uh the story i think it was like set in like one act of the story and it didn't take us across a fuller arc mm -hmm. if you will like it, it needed to, it needed to be much more it needed to move a little bit more but maybe that's the, the art that they were trying to sell us with this particular acting challenge. Maybe they were supposed to just be giving us a stage performance. This is what you would probably see in the theater. You had a um, you had an interesting um, comment on. Oh yes, thank you for thank you for reminding me of that. Um, they are really suffering from not being on location. <laughs> is, that, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. They are really suffering from not being on location. And what made the past acting challenges go uh, so well? So, like last season, they did the uh, 
Dungeons and Dragons thing that was on location in like some castle situation. Season two was the slasher at a camp. So everyone got to come up with their own story about how their, their character died and who their character was. Shout out to Zasterina. Um, oh, girl, that, you, that, her that, up. you know, I love me some Zasterina. That was on location uh, and like on a camp, on a campground. That was interesting. Season one, when they went out to Death Valley and they shot their zombies coming out of the trailer. I feel like every time that they've ever been on location, I've bought it more. And that just goes to the level of production that comes with what it is that they do. And we see that the level of production doesn't always uh, work out in their favor if the execution is not right when we get to the floor show a little bit later. So when I was sitting watching and I see Zav come out and I see the fucking boom mic in the back, <laughs> Her, uh, Zav entering the set, you know, for me to have been more sold on it and to have bought that this was The Exorcist, it would have felt better if it was on location in a haunted house. It's not like they've not done that before. They've been in a haunted hospital before. That's when they uh, sit Louisiana purchased a house up in a, a haunted house. Um, and then Jamal, you, you said, well, you know, it is COVID, but these bitches have been on the beach three times. <laughs> no, four times. <laughs> well, the, you know, the beach is outside. Okay, but they listen. They can work it out. They the can. They can, they, can, they can. They can. They can set something up. Uh, the same way that they were able to set up a hair salon set. <laughs> and I had the same critique for when they did the beach party, mm-hmm. where they had twenty five bitches on one stage talking about this is a bit piece of the beach. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah, it, it it doesn't help like put you in the in the mood or you know what I mean, like the spirit to right. always just be on the stage and obviously on the stage. Right. So even though you so now that you're trying to sell me this community theater thing, now it's really obvious that these girls are not actors. Cause because these girls aren't actors. These girls are not actors. They're not jinx monsoon pumping and talking about water off a duck's back. No, 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 no. These bitches is blood, gore, and glamour. So that was the performance. Let's get into the floor show. Category is demonology. How'd you feel about it? Um, I was excited initially. Um, yeah, I was excited. I was excited by the category. I was excited by some people's takes. Um, yep. As you go through them, I'll talk about, you know, what my particular thoughts were because I had a lot of thoughts of people's um different takes yes and now that there's less people here it's things stick out more and i was definitely walking into this concern for sigourney <laughs> so well yeah because this, I, this was this week was make or break for sigourney yeah we needed to show the horror and filth mm-hmm. uh for them to be buying it because they will quickly sell you right up the river yeah no problem yeah well i think i was more interested to see what she would do because she talked about you know being up to meeting the challenge. So I was right. interested to see what she would do. Well, I've never not believed that she could, you know? it's just It was just, you know, when was it going to actually come to fruition was what I was worried about. So the first one up is Dolly. Uh, Dolly looks fine. It's wearing corset and a long skirt and a, a giant, is it a, a lock around their neck? Uh, my concern with Dolly is this is a face that we have seen, I think, every week now since week two. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the same damn thing. And admittedly, this is one of my favorites of the same damn thing, but it still is it still is the same 
damn thing. And it is monotonous at this point. Like, it's the same, not even just the same face, but the same color palette, same energy. Right. You know, same. And so it's like, right. okay, you know what I mean? Like, you know, at this, at, in a competition like this, it's good to, like, deliver your brand, but you also have to be able to, like, mix it up. And so in the Absolutely. same in the same way that the girls have been like on Sigourney's neck about giving the same thing every week, the one who I think that critique really applies to is Dolly. Correct. Because what it ends up being is it makes it hard for us to discern discern, discern the difference between your characters. Mm -hmm. Right? So like, yes, we know the character is Dolly, but like, Dolly as who? Yeah. So it, if there were some other production pieces in, because now essentially Dolly is bare chest and a skirt and a corset. Yeah, wow me. You know, and right. it also loses its wow factor and its impact the more right. that it is the same thing. Correct. So we well, we appreciate the blurring of the lines of the um, performing gender aesthetics. Uh -huh. It's a thing that we have seen repeatedly now. This was the bounty hunter. This was the 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 spooky ship. This was the demon at the beach party. Now. Dolly needs to get up on the stage and spin and say, oh, it's the same person, bitch, just in different outfits. <laughs> that, no, I want that. <laughs> it's, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to save yourself. Um, up next is La Zavaleta. Uh, Zav's character, as we remember, is uh, like the sex demon. So um, here are the things that I like. I think the wings look good. Um, I think she looks... Beautiful, and I know that this um, a little later later in the episode is probably the most beautiful Zav has looked. Um, I like the touch of the strap on to the bodysuit, uh, but we do notice in the middle of the performance that the wings become cumbersome. And at first, I thought it was a part of the performance. Hello? No, no, right, no. At first, I thought it was a part of the performance, and then, uh oh, my friend just texted me or something. I, I thought know, it was a part of the it. performance. <laughs> Why am I so fucking popular in this recording? Um, but then we it gets called out in judging that no, the wings were coming apart and uh Zav was trying to work around it. This is not the first time this has happened to Zav, so um I think Zav might need to start paying a little bit more attention to what Zav is about to pull out on this stage. Zav is continues to be a good performer and serve good face. I just don't feel like this wasn't what Zav needed this week was a win. Yeah, and she definitely wasn't going to do that with that cheap-ass outfit and that mm -hmm. unimaginative outfit. It just, right. my thing is, it's just, the, there's no imagination to it. Like, okay, you wearing a a, a red uh, blow-up doll suit, really, with a, right. a harness on top and some devil wings. Like, that isn't creative. Yeah. Um, I'm not excited about that. Um, And so... Yeah, it's just uh, uh this outfit was a miss for me. It was it was not it was not good. And it was for me it was clearly the weakest on the stage. So yeah. no. No, it just no, was no. not rising to the occasion to the occasion of this part of the competition. Yeah. Right now we want you all to be blowing us out of the water and it's just not happening. So Gordy comes out um with this uh, you know the the little story a little better than I do. You want to talk about that? Um so I mean, well, the look goes as follows. Sigourney, you know, is bare-chested. She has these prosthetics on her face that are, like, creating, um, like, this this illusion of a, a angular face that's coming out. Um, she has this bag full of babies that she is struggling to 
you know, pulling to, I will give Sigourney credit for this. She tried um, to do something that was a little extra. What I think Sigourney would benefit from uh, is kind of breaking that uh, performance style that she has um, because I don't think that it served her in this particular floor show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what I would have liked, or what I would have, girl, what I would have liked. I'm sorry, people. I, do. I don't. <laughs> you. Um, what I would have liked, or what Ooh. I would have thought is, um, <laughs> is if she would have been like a little more um, demented, maybe, in her mm-hmm. performance. You know what I mean? Like. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> you said a little bit more demented. Oh, a little bit more demented. Um, and uh, like twisted. You know how cool uh-huh. would it have been if you would have opened up with her like hunched over and like almost laughing maniacally, and you know you close in and she's like uh, pulling out these. Uh, the intestines of the babies and there's more blood and then she like has this moment where she looks horrified and she goes back to laughing you know her mouth is all in there and the blood like more of that right and I think that if she would have like given herself permission to do that it would have been a more effective performance um, than what she gave but you know pins for trying that's it yes which also begs the question for me is um Outside of this, how much of the horror that she does? Because speaking to your point about giving herself permission to do that, was she so much more focused on delivering the uh, delivering on this critique of more horror and filth that she does not have the experience in doing that as focusing on that performance as it relates to that as a whole package? You, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I understand. I, I, I completely understand what you're saying. And I think that that's a... That's a good like question or critique for her. And that's also a good question slash critique for Zavaleta because I don't know how much Zavaleta does this outside. And I and I feel like it's very obvious. Um right. but yeah. Some girls just put on a bodysuit and put on some horns if they're gonna come on to Dragula. Right. <laughs> so I have to be honest with you, up until this next person, I was actually quite bored. Mm-hmm. Um Hoso comes out and Hoso's continued attention to detail performance. is shining through. And perform- yes. no, the performance was also yeah spectacular. The entire package sold exactly what I was exactly what Hoso described. I am a demon that is also um, trying to like a trickster almost and trying to get you to get into this deal to sell me more souls, right? Um, some could even say taking advantage of the um, the vulnerable. Mm-hmm. The performance is there. The performance is camp. Is this is this suit supposed to be skin? I don't know. It would be a cool idea. Because that's what I thought maybe it was um, on host. And also, I think this is this feels like a slight departure from what we normally see Hoso in. We see Hoso in a lot of monster. And this one is a little bit more shaped between this um, this mix of the mortal and demon world in this mm-hmm. characterization with the mix in of the camp, like you mentioned, Buffy. Yeah. My mind went to bedazzled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fingers, his horns coming out the top of the head, the teeth yes. around the eyes, it's just, yes. it's good, good, good job of like giving something. And we, 
you know, can give Hosto credit for this. People complain, oh, she put the same face on everything. But Hosto has given us characters and different creatures every single week. And I, I right. really appreciate and this is what we wanted. And we talked about, you know, wanting that from her when she came into the show um, and being excited for this person. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was, I was here for it. It was, it was, yeah, it was clean. It was also like, at least for me, it was slightly frightening, uh, which doesn't always happen for me. Um, yeah. That kind of uh, jolly, maniacal evil is low-key frightening to me. Yes, yes. And that just goes to, to show that Hoso was successful and fully conceptualizing what Hoso was going to put on stage tonight, fully articulating what that character does. So we, we weren't really left guessing, right? Like we knew we were going to get, and we were also able to draw the references on the, the pop culture references that we know, and we understood what Hoso was trying to do, and it was clear in the costuming and in the performance. Hoso also has a reveal to a keyhole in the chest. That part I wasn't clear on, but it's fine, because I think everything went together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. It was great. And then the last person up, is that true? Mm-hmm. Yes. Last person up, I took so many pictures of Hoso, that's why. Uh, behind the scenes, I take the pictures of the floor show, so I have them for reference when I do them, <laughs> in case I don't, so I don't get the colors wrong. Uh, Hosa, wow, Saint is doing an uh, angel, mm-hmm. an angel character. So she has the wings, she's beautiful braided wig on, and this heart. Um, do you know anything about the backstory on this one too? No, I mean, so Saint uh, wanted to do kind of this subversion, right, of of what right. we think of as demonic. Um, and to play on that by doing an angel, I, when she did, when she initially said that she was doing this, what I thought she was going to do or what I would have imagined that I would have the skills to do if I was on Dracula, um, was to do like one of those more like Bible accurate angels. Cause those things are frightening. You know what I mean? With all the lights and the wings. That's what I thought she was going to do. Eyes everywhere. That shit looks scary. Um, That's what I thought she was going to do. I thought she was going to do like, um, I thought her interpretation was the demon as uh, um, um, in disguise as an angel. Yeah, I mean, because angels, angels are inverse demons, right? They're, they really are inverse demons. The same way, you know, that like uh, in the in the story of the Bible, Satan is an angel that was cast out, right? Yes. So the, you know, so it isn't like that far off. And I thought that it was a cool, like subversion of play to do. Um I wasn't really that impressed with the look. Boulets gave it tens. I wasn't that impressed with it. Um, well, you know, the ply on that fly, uh, that um, feather could have been much more fierce, and that's the that's the kind of attention detail, detail you need to pay to any sort of feather piece that you put on the runway because it will easily come off as party city. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was good. Yeah, it looked all right. It just wasn't enough. And, you know, especially if the editors want to keep cutting in this clip of Saint every time she's called safe, um, every time they cut in this clip of her. Uh, Talking about, I'm not that I was good to see. Yeah, I'm like, girl, come on now. Um, so <laughs> we get to the judgment. Amy Boulay is over everything. She was like, this okay. for underwhelming. Um, <clears throat> and they both talk about how they don't really uh, have a front runner at this point. They don't know who's going to take the competition. Uh, my theory if we can get to my theory. My theory is that somebody is coming back or that the Eliminated Queens are at some point going to play a role in the way that the rest of this competition shapes out. And I say that... Game within a game? 
<laughs> and I say that because of this. The in the Boulet Brothers podcast, um, Big Boulet made a reference to um Bitter Betty. And uh, Big Boulet was saying, you know, we're gonna see Bitter Betty again, and it's really cool when we see her again. Um, and it's before the reunion. And then in this episode, and I feel like maybe even the last episode, they keep making these like slight jabs at well, you never really know how things are going to turn out for the rest of the competition. And I'm just like, huh. I don't know. There's just something about these statements that makes me think that we aren't just going to get this top four that we have and then just slide into the finale. I feel like something is coming. Um, yeah. Something is coming. I think something is going to come. And Girl, bye. Have a weekly lip sync. This um, is wrong show, honey. To... Um, we're gonna have lipstick every week, week to Dragula, the song Dragula. And that's what's gonna happen. That's what I've already decided is gonna happen. Yeah, so yeah, we they, get into they are definitely talking about uh the next couple of weeks like they have 1700 episodes left. Right. So you know, then we get into the judging. Uh and they start with Dolly. They appreciated the direction that she took in the challenge. Um, they did not appreciate uh or they commented that she in terms of acting may want to be better at listening as an actor to what the other performers are doing and not being so focused mm -hmm. on what your line is and what you have to do. Um, and they made a similar critique that we did about the floor shows. It's all starting to look a little too similar. Um, Sigourney, they thought that she stole the show in the challenge. Uh, they thought that the floor show was still not filthy enough. They pointed out the prop fail um, and this being one, like, one of the first times they really saw her stumble in the performance. Um, and they, <laughs> they, um, so they keep doing this other thing, even though Zavaleta is not outwardly shade of Sigourney, they still will cut the camera to Zavaleta when Sigourney is getting critiqued. And I'm like, y'all need to stop. Cause at one point they, um, <laughs> and sometimes it's unnecessary. And sometimes I'm just like, okay, Zav, you need to calm down. Cause you're still doing it. Like at one point they comment on, uh, people having prop malfunctions. And Zavaleta looks over at Sigourney as if uh, her wings didn't fall apart on the damn stage. Right. So, um, Zava, they liked her performance. They point out that the prop failed, even though she tried to rescue herself by making that a part of the performance. Um, Saint, they like to the look, but they give Saint the same critique. And they talked about that. They're like, what do we need to do to make her take the note? Because we have given her the note every week now you need to perform bigger you need to use the stage you need to move your body more what yeah, is going to sure. make you take this note right yeah i don't know what needs to happen i mean she already been up in the bottom and then smooth came was swaying left to right the next week so yeah maybe her ass needs to get eliminated maybe that's what the fuck needs to happen because at this point, girl, take the note. You're not going to win if you are not taking this goddamn note. Oh, you know what? That does, that does remind me. Like, remember I said a couple episodes back, uh, I wonder if she had done so much, spent so much time performing in that bedroom that she don't know how to do it outside of that. Maybe, but it's... Come on, girl. You see the other girls, like, um, you know, you see what they're doing? Ask them, you know, practice. Do something. Don't right. just be so locked in this that you screw yourself out of the competition because they try to give you the same notes. Right. Um, and Hoso, they thought that she did a great job all around. She won the Hoso ends up winning the challenge. 
Um, Saint is declared safe. Uh, cut to a uh, clip of Saint saying that she should have won. Um, and <laughs> Sigourney and Zavaleta in the bottom again. And for the first time, Dolly is up at that bottom. Um, and they're all hidden into the extermination challenge. I was a little disappointed that they put Sigourney in the bottom, but I think there was no way that she wouldn't be in the bottom. Um, so they're in the bank. Uh, Hoso reveals that she is uh, immunocompromised. We also get another uh, call, a point of calling out the representation and the history that's being made by the performers who are in the top five in this competition. Because I don't think we've ever had a top five in Dragula this diverse. Uh-uh. In Zolv's uh, voice that Zolv must know it's her time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but Sigourney also feels like it might be me, and it it certainly is a possibility because this is now Sigourney's second time in the bottom. Uh, Third, right? Shit, she's in, she was she Third. was in the she was in the shock chamber. She was in the Roach Motel. Oh yes, yes, I forgot all about the shock chamber. You yeah, right she's this yes. her third time in the bottom. Third, yes. Yeah, so it could be anyone. Everyone's pretty sure that it's not going to be Dolly. Home. Yeah, and I would agree with that. Yeah, so you're absolutely right. It could have been either one of them. So uh, we we uh, it's funny we've been talking about this week after week. What is really what is really the point of these vacuum? What is really the point of these exterminations? And to have them face not, their fears. Not, right, this is to be trials of fear. But then you know they weren't you know a photo shoot. Uh, <laughs> well, this was the one where I was like, no, they could have sent my fat ass home. <laughs> they could have sent my ass right home. I would have um, been I here for this extermination. I was, I was like, yes, when I saw that. I said, okay. Yeah. I know that's a kink. I know that's a kink. I know that's people's thing. I'm not, the idea of that does not sit right in my Nero spirit. <laughs> so for this week's extermination, they have to sit, they have to uh, be put in these little vacuum sealed situation. What's the proper name for them? No, no. Okay, so the air is being sucked out of these bags. So Explain to me the appeal of this, because this is a thing in the kink community. It is, you know, we are not yucking anyone's yums over here, but oh no, powerlessness, uh, constraint, pressure, uh, uh, fear, uh, loss of uh, air. You know what I mean? Like people derive pleasure from those things as well. Which is why me, a control freak, is not jamming with that one on the one. So we get them uh, saran wrapped to the wall, the vacuum seal, and the minute the vacuum seal, because I'm trying to figure out what the hell is, is even going to happen, right? Israel puts them up on the wall, very sexually. I definitely would have went, ah, when he did that. <laughs> when he did that, um, and then some bands come down. And I was like, mm-hmm. what the hell are they doing? And then the the the, rap, the vacuum wrap comes down, <laughs> and it sucks the air out. And I said, "Nope, <laughs> tap out, tap out, uncle, uncle, uh, uh-uh. uh." I got like I said, "Oh yes, girl." See, finally an extermination because this know, was an girl, extermination. Girl, <laughs> these girls are taking photo shoots. Hey, uh, these exterminations have not been it all season. So I was like, "Yes, finally an extermination." Right, they've been they've been holding on. To, this is where all the budget went. Okay, these girls the been riding mechanical bulls. You know, like what? These is extermination. 
Did they set? You think they set that? They set that up on the sound stage, or did they get like transported? To it looked. Places? It looked like it was in the back where the other shit was. Like when they had to run through the obstacles, almost got hit by a car. I got. It. I would love to see what the budget is on that show. <laughs> I would love to see. I would love to see. And I would love to be their accountant to be like, "Uh, you want to do what, girl?" Anyway, uh, we cut away from this. I still don't understand how they score these, but if that if that was the actual fear, when Tuka Toes would have been out on that episode, I would have been sitting <laughs> right up in that motherfucking murder cutscene. Uh, we get a rollout of the per- the body of the person who's exterminated, and the whole chest is covered. And I happen to see an ample bosom. And I'm like, this better not be fucking Sigourney. And I'm looking for every clue that it's not Sigourney Beaver. They and they know that we wait, they, they know that we're waiting too. And they start they pull back the curtain, they pull back the little um, cloth or whatever, very, very slowly. And it's La Zavaleta. Thank God, about time. Who is sometimes she looks beautiful on that table? About uh, time, been waiting for this shit since up. episode one. <laughs> it's choked up. It was time. It was time. I didn't see Sigour. I didn't see uh, Zav in the top four. Mm-mm. I did not see that for Zav. I didn't think Zav had enough high marks to be in the top four. Regardless, good run. Um, uh, I think Hoso tweeted this. Uh, one of her favorite things is that on the Dragula, they show all of your moments, you all of your human moments, all of your good, your bad, you know, and in between. So while we got a lot of moments that were real ugly out of Zav on the show, we also got a, a moment of um, her learning from her behavior, apologizing for her behavior. And we also saw some moments of sisterhood out as all too. So I'm glad we got to see all of that. Mm-hmm. And Zav continues to grow. And whatever opportunities come out of this, I hope this all is successful. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's the top four, bitches. If you think yeah. someone's coming back, who do you think is coming back? Stephanie Prince? Why do you keep bringing up these bitches for drag race? Um, <laughs> do you think the Tammy Brown's coming back? Child, I... Can you imagine Tammy on the show? Well, you know, hey, you never know. Tissy love. Um, <laughs> so I think that the person who will be coming back, um, who would be interesting to see come back, uh, Ash Rude, since they made such a big deal out of her, um, I would want to see what else she has. Uh, <laughs> maybe from Aldehyde, it will be interesting to see come back. Um, I don't know how it's sexy as hell. Or Coco, you know, like hey. Um Yeah. And it may be worth it. Apparently, according to the Boulets on their podcast, um, Coco had a lot of hardships in the competition itself because a lot of the stuff that she um had prepared to bring was lost and did not make it to the set with her. Oh no. And so she she was literally making shit um on the fly every single day more than anybody else. That is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This, this competition has sort of gone the way that I wanted to go. So I'm not particularly psyched for anybody to come back. Um, I would probably, I'd be interested to see what Bitter Betty does. 
Child, anybody got uh, time for no more bit of baddie? Like, she okay, girl, you did what you you did what she was going to do. Well, we'll see what Miss Bitter Buddy uh, gives. I mean, you act like Astrid had two weeks, uh, and they yeah, weren't but, exactly my favorite weeks in the whole wide world. But Bitter Betty didn't really not go out on a good note. Like I was when she went out, I was like, "Oh, girl, I'm done." Right. Well, we're talking about I'm talking about the art here, not about the misbehavior. Um, if Mary could get her uh, no ideas together, no. Maybe Mary might be interesting. I don't think that happened, but Mary might be interesting. But I would say that's about it. That's about it. Ain't nobody trying to see no more motherfucking Mary Cherry up on sure. here. Mary Cherry gonna come up on the TV show. You can be plucked. Girl. <laughs> we are good. Mm. On Miss Mary motherfucking Cherry, Mr. Well, that was so. It's our top four. We might get someone who come back. We might not. If we do not get someone who comes back, who you think we're gonna get a four person floor uh, final floor show or? Um, no, I want a three person final floor show. I don't want um, yeah. uh, uh, four people be too much. I want a three person final floor show, and I want oh, them. Oh. Yeah, I was about saying I wanted to be correct because right. we did that year the land insider one. I was not here for. Bitch, they had them. In- I just felt like I should win. They were doing the floor show. Remember the epic, remember uh, the finale uh, uh, runway for Top Model Cycle 5? Uh, when they were saying Shakespearean quotes while they were walking on the runway? Yeah. It was. It gave very that. <laughs> and it was very distracting. Yeah. So hopefully they get a proper floor show. Uh-huh. Well, that was this week's episode of Black Tar Roots. Thank you all for riding with us. We just wrapped up Series 3 of UK. And we are getting so much closer to the winner of Drag Race Canada. And then we're also getting ready to review the reveal of the Queens from Season 14. Um, me and shout out Zola are excited about the potential of Cornbread Jate being on the season. So, fingers crossed. You know Cornbread, right? No, I don't. Okay, never mind then. Um, I know Cornbread uh, from the House of Jate, and I know her sister, Hershey LaCour. Um, and Cornbread is a riot. And I, think, <laughs> I really hope that Cornbread is on the show. Yeah. Um, Cornbread is beautiful, and Cornbread is also funny as hell. So, fingers crossed. Right. I've, been try- I've been doing a really good job of not watching the spoilers. Well, you got a few more days. <laughs> I can't wait to watch the uh, Christmas special, too, actually. Mm, no, I'm good. What? Really? I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be dumb, but you know, <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm your boo, Twinkle My Fucking Toes, and I'm Jamal. Bye. Bye. Bing. <laughs>